Hey everyone, this is Steph with Finding Hope. I'm going to continue on with our last episode um, where I'm pretty much going over my life and my childhood in my eyes. And uh, this is the second half to that. So I hope you all were able to listen and kind of get a grasp on certain things that kind of triggered me in my childhood. I believe where we left off is um, me heading off back to college from my first episode. Um, So... All right, I'm going to just jump straight into this. Um, We took a little break on here only because like we, you know, we always say like going into this is kind of hard, Um, dealing with opening up wounds or kind of just talking about it in general. So we kind of can give ourselves a little break on um, how we, you know, we, we approach things. So, All right, let's get into this. This is like the game changer of, you know, um, my early adulthood. I think this very much well affected me in a very serious way. Um, Well, this is kind of like the start to to a, um, a big change for me. So, uh, winter break going back to to college my first year of college after winter break um already on academic probation and going you know being emotional about that and you know it's all crazy so going back to school um we took a family trip back to school everything seemed pretty normal um all of my siblings were there so it was like all four of us my uh, mom and my dad and we're all driving back to Toledo um we stop and get a couple groceries we're listening to music we're taking pictures we're I believe we watched a movie everything's good we arrive in Toledo uh we start you know putting some things away in the apartment um I say goodbye to my family so they can get on their way back home and we're all settled in, right? The next morning, like I said, everything seemed perfect. Perfect, perfect. So like when I look back at it, it's like, wow, why was this so perfect? (laughs) The next morning, my dad calls me and he's crying. And the first thing I can think about is, oh my God, what happened? who's not here any longer like what's going on he's crying and he's like she left me and I immediately got blank and I'm like what (laughs) she left me she left me she packed her a bag and she left and she left us and she left everybody and it's she's gone she went to go be with another man And at this point, I'm thrown off. I'm so confused. I'm thrown off. What the heck? Right? And I'm like, I'm just so confused. And he's like, yeah, your mom. So I don't want to go too crazy into that part of the story just because that's not my story to tell. Um, But 
basically, you know, my mom left my dad and it was pretty hard on all of us, especially the way she just abruptly got up and left. Um, the kids were at home. I was all the way in Toledo. I couldn't be there to try to figure things out, to console, to to anything. So I was very, very sad. I was very lost. Me and my mom didn't have a conversation. Um, no, there's no call, no nothing. Um, I just remember I was, you know, talking to my dad a lot. I was talking to my dad all day, every day. We became literally best friends. Um, I would wake up in the morning and, you know, walk to campus or get on the bus to go to campus and we would be on the phone. I would be going to eat or going to class and we'll be talking after school, walking back home after work, walking back home, you know, talking to my dad, literally became best friends all all day, every day, talking, con you know, consoling, making sure everybody's good, making sure the family's good, not having any conversation with my mom and then the guy that she left you know my dad for she he ended up trying to find me on Facebook and write me and you know hey and I I wrote him and I'm like I want nothing to do with you you are part of you know my family not being together anymore so on so forth and that was kind of it. Like I, I said it straight and I'm just like, I want nothing to do with you. My family is going through a traumatic change in time right now. And that's the least I want to do is entertain you. So my mom actually got mad at me for writing him what I wrote him. And was like, you didn't have to write him that. And I'm just like, you don't understand the heartbreak. Like, not only did you leave my dad, but you left us kids and you didn't give two crap loads of how you made us feel and how you just up and left. After everything was so perfect, You, it's like you planned it. And um, so me and my mom kind of fell out and it was very kind of uncomfortable um, we would talk here and there, here and there very, very lightly, like very minimal. Um, and then I remember like around Christmas time, I, I, I came, was it, no, 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 I'm sorry. We just passed Christmas time. It was like around Easter or something like that. I tried to come and visit and it was just so weird, you know, going into another home and seeing my mom and stuff like that. So fast forward a couple months, you know, Things are, are weird and awkward, awkward with the family. My sister's in one house. My other sister is in my dad's house. Like, it, it's just everybody segregated. Um, and I come back, and I'm just like, dang, you know, like, it's been a long time. And my, you know, I miss my mom. Like, I know that we're not always on good terms, but, like, I do miss her, and I want to see her. So I reached out to her and I'm like, hey, you know, do you want to hang out? Do you want to chill? Like, let's do something. And she's like, oh, yeah, no. I'm like, let's go to the park and let's go out to eat or get some ice cream or something. She's like, I don't have any money. I'm like, well, we don't need to have money to hang out. Like, we can go to the park. Like, let's take a walk. Let's just have quality time with each other. 
and that's you know how it could be and she was just like made every excuse in the book for us not to hang out and I was like well you know I don't feel comfortable going over there so whatever you know and so some time passed and you know I felt like me and my mom didn't talk to me it felt like years (laughs) um sadly it 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 felt that long and I feel like the only time we did talk is when she needed something or like we needed to help her move out or move something or go back there or whatever it was so it was like a really really tough time for us in that time frame I had came home I had moved back home um I actually got an apartment by my by my um dad's house with one of my best friends and we were roommates and then uh some time had passed you know our lease was ending and stuff and I ended up moving back in with my dad and um literally you know best friends like there every day I got a really good job at a mortgage company I'm paying you know paying rent, paying the car now. I got a brand new car, um, my first brand new car ever. Like, I was so happy. I was so, like, in the mode, in the zone. Um, we would always have, like, cookouts and get-togethers and gatherings and parties and, like, dinner at the house. And literally, like, all my friends would come over. It was just, it was, like, an amazing time. It was like we were like the the kicking spot <laughs> for everybody in the neighborhood and it was just amazing like anybody who was around would can remember like just how the music was, the vibes, the energy, the food, like just really chilling and kicking it. It was amazing. Um and still at this point like I still very very rarely minimally talk to my mom and so my dad ended up you know started dating and he actually met um who is now my bonus mom and uh not too long after I remember they told me like hey Steph we have some news to tell you her and my dad and I'm like oh what is it? <laughs> okay, tell me the news. And they pull out an ultrasound. And they're pregnant. With twins. <laughs> Yo. I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what to think. My whole family had fell apart. I had my best friend, my siblings. Things were feeling perfectly fine and good. And now we're about to have babies. And I just remember, like, I was like, yo, dad, uh, you got to go buy me a bottle. And I ended up getting so slammed, so drunk I drank the whole bottle of Bacardi Blue Hurricane if you guys remember that back in the day and I got so drunk and 
I don't really, I just knew everything in my life was going to change again and even more. And I didn't know too much of this lady, right, and her kids. Like, I, I knew them, like, I met them and everything, like, yeah. But I didn't know her, like, you know, years of knowing somebody. And then, like, my family's apart, my biological family, and then my family, and then now I'm, another family is being made. And I was just, like, mind-blown. I was just like, yo, like, this is crazy. This We're about to have twins. We're about to have all of us here. And, and then, it, like, how is this about to happen? And then um, not too long after it was confirmed, like, okay, we're going to move in together. It's like, oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> no. <sighs> Shit was crazy. I'll tell you that. I was partying a lot. A lot. I was partying a lot. Like, Four times a week, three times a week, no exaggeration. And I just, I was hot, like I was hot commodity, like not only just me, like my friends, my crew, like we were hot, like all of us, like males, females, like we had a big crew, like we're super popular. Um we were hot we we would promote parties promote events promote clubs we would party and still be responsible and get up at six seven o'clock in the morning make it to work on time everything good be there with my family support my family support my bonus mom uh you know as she's pregnant support the kids, support there, but then I was still in my head like, dang, this is this is crazy, this is messed up. And then meanwhile, I'm still not talking to my mom. I'm still not having conversation with her. And it's not that I didn't want to talk to her. I never wanted to talk to her. It was just because it just was not there. So fast forward, everybody bonds, everybody starts learning each other and getting to know each other. Yeah. Their twins were born. <laughs> the twins were born. We it was it was the coolest thing. And I really appreciate her for this. I I was in the room when they were born and it was just amazing. It was a like it was a blessing. So like it was it was it was beautiful because like after the twins were born everybody was just around you know like siblings were we were all there like all the family was around all happy and um everything was cool and then as the twins started to get older um my dad started working out of town a lot more and then it would like 
be me and my siblings and my bonus mom and then every so often he would come home from work and leave back out and come home from work and leave back out so it was kind of hard but it was it was okay because that's what everybody was used to and then I would say um, I started dating and it was it was like my house, you know, like I was paying bills. My dad wasn't there. I had a lot of structure trying to help keep it together, keep it clean. When I started dating, I, I had um, my, you know, the, my person at the house a lot. And my dad actually was like, I don't like this. Um, he don't need to be there because I'm the man of the house and, um, you know, he didn't want somebody else like helping with the kids or whatever it, the situation was. That's how it was presented to me. And I was kind of like rebellious. I was like, I'm paying the my part of the rent. Like I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Why am I, you know, I'm a grown up. I'm, you know, why are you making these rules and you're not even here? Like, everything's handled at home so I you know still was like all right well, I'm still gonna be here um and then after that like little by little things just started falling apart like everybody just started fighting and things just started getting awkward in the house I'm like arguing I'm buying toilet paper and I'm doing this and I'm giving you money and you're trying to make rules on me like I'm a little kid and da, 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 da. so fast forward like I ended up just moving out the house because I'm just like yo this is a lot like you're not home I'm taking care of these kids with your woman like I'm handling everything and you just want to run down now that I'm thinking about it as I'm older it was disrespectful. Um, and I can completely understand that and agree to that and, and, and apologize. Like, yo, this is disrespectful. But at the same time, it was my comfort as well because I'm going through not talking to my mom, creating this family, having all these kids around, my best friend, my dad, he's not there, he's traveling. And I had somebody that was there. So it was like hard. So... I ended up moving in with um, with a family member on the other side of town. And I just recall like just up and, and moving, like up and moving everything and just not even caring, like I'm done with this. So I moved in, I would have to say, I don't, I think it was maybe winter time. Um, maybe winter time, yeah. I ended up moving into a family member's house and living in their her basement for a while and making it like really, really nice. Um, helping them out, you know, giving them money here and there, and just really, you know, living my life still. Um, my partner at the time, which is uh, my son's father, uh, he ended up, you know, moving in with me and we just lived like we were in our 
early 20s we were partying we were doing all type of stuff like going out all the time and just being a kid like a young adult and then um we ended up moving out and it wasn't because of anything it was just like okay we've been here long enough we stayed our welcome overstayed our welcome it's time for us to get an apartment mind you I probably haven't talked to my dad at this point for I don't even know how long maybe six months to a year maybe maybe like six months to a year so I'm going through all of these transitions, right? I'm going from one house to another. I'm with this partner. I'm still not talking to my mom. Me and my dad fell out. My dad ends up posting a picture on social media. And I know that I had pissed him off. But he had posted a picture on social media of him and my siblings. I was not in the picture. And his comment was, these are my kids. These are my only kids. On social media. Mind you, nobody knows my story at this point because it was pushed behind me and I never spoke about it. Not only that, people were screenshotting in it and sending it to me like, what the, what the heck is he talking about? And I'm getting this and it's hitting me. But when it's hitting me, I felt like axes were thrown at my heart. I feel like axes were just tearing my heart into pieces because I understand I made you mad, but you went to the world and you disowned me. I'm 20 years old at that point. I'm like 21, 22 years old. You're disowning me as your child you raised me since i was a baby and you're disowning me as your child on social media to the world to my friends to your family to my family to strangers and i don't know if it if it doesn't seem quote unquote too big or a trauma to other people but this right here like really pushed me to be god i don't even know how to explain it so cold-hearted I would say it pushed me to be so cold-hearted because that was my family. That was the last of my family. And my mom abandoning me 
in my eyes, in my family. And then now my dad abandoning me as well and disowning me and not claiming me when you raised me. I didn't have my parents. I was alone. I wasn't alone because I had other people. Thank God, you know, my aunt is my hero. Like, she is everything to me. And that is a whole nother topic. She is the world to me. But I, I was alone. I didn't have parents. So at this point, I, I feel like it's going on two, three years in time time passing and I'm not close with my mom and I have no relationship with my mom and then I don't have a relationship with my dad either so when I moved from my family's house I moved all the way to the other side of town like I moved all the way to Mayfield Heights I moved away from all of my friends I moved away from all of my family and I literally segregated myself and circled myself into a hole on one side. On the other side, I was making a big step. I was moving into my first apartment with a, a partner and things were great, right? Things were great because it was just kind of with him and, and I had his family on my side, but I didn't have my family, the ones that I needed. So fast forward some a, a, a little bit, it is what it is. I'm living a good life. I'm moving into this apartment. I got it decorated all nice, blah, blah, blah. I'm still partying, I'm partying, I'm partying, I'm partying. I'm partying Friday and Saturday. And um, we're drinking, getting wasted, disrespecting each other, getting talked to crazy, just all type of stuff, right? We're young. We're not really paying attention to things that we're doing. And I finally, you know, we, we go through a lot of personal problems and personal, you know, things that are not really what we're, we should be going through. And so um, I was kind of fed up with a lot of stuff. And I'm just like, yo, I, I, I can't do this anymore. Like, you need to go. Like, this shit's starting to get disrespectful. You're starting to talk to me sideways. Like, we're starting to be toxic. Like, it has to go. You have to go. We need a break. Should have never done this in, in my life because I got so far behind up in bills and caught up in things. And he moved out. It was it was like about a month. And I just was kind of doing me. I was trying to figure out what I wanted in life. And I was working and I was hanging out with friends. And I'm just like, okay, like, this is not my life. Like, I was not even hanging around my legit friends. Like, I felt like I was cities states away from my friends and my family and I was alone and I didn't have who I had who I, who was in my corner um 
and we ended up missing each other and just you know realizing like okay you know we're for each other and this is what we need to do and we need to get back together and things are going to be good and and we're going to fix everything we're going to start respecting each other blah 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 so this is 2016 he came back home we got back together um my brother actually was getting married. Was it 2015? 2016? My brother ended up getting married. We were in the wedding. We were each other's partners. And my biological sister was at the wedding. I knew she was going to be there because somebody told me that she was going to be there. I'm like, why is she going to be here? Knowing that there's bonds, you know, between the family. But I'm just still like, what the heck? Like, I'm not ready for this. Like, all this other change in my life, all these changes that are happening, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready to open up. I'm not ready to, I, I, I don't know what I want. Like, I was so confused I was so nervous I was so scared to have her around not only just because like nobody knew my story which you know some people started to learn my story but like I I wasn't ready to to be a sister like I wasn't ready to rekindle that I wasn't I didn't know how I didn't want to get hurt again I didn't want to get pulled back into a situation where I would be abandoned again. And not only that, like I abandoned her. So anyway, so the wedding day came and the reception came. We were at the reception and I went to get a drink. And it was like I saw a ghost it was so crazy like she went up and introduced herself to my partner and I just I immediately like had immediately had like an anxiety like panic attack and I just ran to the bathroom and I started crying and I'm like oh my god like that's my sister like my sister is here like it, it was just crazy I was I think I was in shock my emotions were just all over the place you know what she looked like obviously we just never we didn't bond we didn't have a relationship like it was just there like it was nothing but it was like so weird so anyways we hung out we talked a little bit after that and it wasn't really too much crazy it was like just real like real low and then a while after that I conceived my son and when I conceived my son my sister's like hey you know I'm a mom you're about to be a mom like our grandparents miss you they want to see you you're about to have a baby I want to have my sister around my other sister wants to be around like we need to be a family this is who we are we need to be here for each other and I was still so skeptical skeptical because I'm like okay I would love this but would I really 
I'm content with being alone. So why do I need you? Or why do I need dad? Or why do I need, like, why, I don't need any of this. I'm about to be a mom. Like, I don't want nobody to leave me again. So, fast forward a little, a little bit. I finally had my baby. And we, uh, my sister actually came to the hospital and visited and brought me a little gift and, and stuff like that. And some months had passed. And my grandmother had got sick. She was in the hospital. And I'm like, I need to go take my son to go and, and see her. I know she would love to see me too. You know, I wasn't around. It just sucks that, you know, she had to meet my son. She was in the hospital, starting to get sick. And I wasn't there. So she had, um, she was cool. She, she, uh, got a little better and got out and I don't really know too many of the details. I try not to remember a lot of stuff. Especially when people start to get sick because a lot of times when people get sick they leave and I feel like that's another part of like people just leaving. So I ended up uh, my sister graduated <laughs> My youngest sister graduated high school within a couple months of of this this past event, and uh, my grandfather was gonna be there, <laughs> and uh, so I'm like, yes, 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 I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna see, I'm gonna see my my uh, my grandfather, I'm gonna let him hold my son and we're gonna talk and we're gonna be happy and he held him and he laughed and he smiled and he's like he's such a cute boy he's such a good boy everything around you is gonna be great you're gonna be wonderful and he just kept telling me how much he loved me fast forward some time me and my me and uh my sisters, I feel like we weren't in commun we were in communication and my dad, my biological dad was in communication as well. And I actually uh mended uh I, I popped up one day at my, my dad's house, my stepdad. They were having a cookout uh, uh right along all this time. It's like crazy because everything is mission together, but it's like life and how it actually went. So we went to, uh, I asked my brother, I'm like, hey, where you at? And he's like, oh, my daddy's house. I'm, we're about to have a cookout. I'm like, yo, what? You're about to have a cookout? Why am I not invited? And I'm like, oh, yeah, because I was disowned. And I was around the neighborhood and I drove around there and I was like, you know what? I'm not going. Like, you disowned me. 
and you're doing all this family stuff and you're really not reaching out to me, forget it. You know, like, it's cool. I, I don't want anything to do with you. And drove around the block and I pulled up. I pulled up. I'm like, F this. I am pulling up because you're my family. You're my dad. My siblings are here. I miss everybody. My life was kind of in a shock, you know, like everything's falling in place, falling out of place. And I went there and we just looked at each other and we all just like hugged each other and just cried and cried and cried and apologized and said we were sorry and mended things back, back together. So things were seeming good, right? Then my grandfather got really sick. My biological grandfather got really, really, really sick and uh, ended up passing away. So we all, you know, we had a celebration of life and we're all there. And my grandmother is there and, and this is in the process of her like being sick. She started to have to get like amputations and just, you know, going downhill, not not doing well, but we got her to be there to send off my grandfather. Not much longer, some accidents happen and uh, my grandmother passes away. So... After this happening, we we had like a get together after the, the we passed the celebration of life. We went to my biological dad's house. And we all sat there and we're taking pictures, like looking at pictures and talking laughing and looking at memories and you know, sometimes I'm feeling awkward because, like, I wasn't there with some of my cousins that were there and having these memories with them. And then I'm laughing and I'm, I'm into these conversations because I remember certain things. It was on and off, back and forth, back and forth. And that night we had a conversation and we're like, we're family. So we, we're going to be a family. We're going to stick together. We're going to be here and we're going to ride things out. Like, we want each other in in our life, and this is what's going to happen. You know, we're going to make it work. So ever since then, we've been, we've been really close and really tight and just living life, enjoying each other, building bonds back with each other, accepting each other, loving each other, like uplifting each other. It's honestly, it's been amazing. And I couldn't be more happier than what it is. And then, you know, the same thing with, you know, my, with quote-unquote stepdad and, you know, his family and the twins and the kids and my my stepsisters from, from my bonus mom and stepbrothers from my bonus mom. And it's just like such a huge, 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 huge family and everybody rolling together and just it, it was pretty awesome everybody started to have kids and things were 
just amazing and great, you know, like families chilling together. But I'm still missing something. It's like everything crumbled and fell apart. Things got right back together. My family's not here. My family is here. Well, it's not. Because where's my mom? On and off. Months. We can go months. Months, months, months without talking to each other, without seeing each other. I'll see her. She'll have a different, a different dude. And I'll have to get used to that. She'll live in a different house, and I'll have to get used to that. And we'll be cool, and we'll be friends, and we'll talk for a while, and then she'll just, we'll, you know, disappearance again. And it's not even, like, disappearance, like, we don't know where she's at, but just that there's no conversation, there's no communication, everything just goes silent. So I ended up moving into a house um, in Maple, um, and I'm, I'm living my life, right? I'm still secluded from everybody, but I'm closer to everyone that I, you know, that I was close with and I'm living my life. Then everything starts to transpire with what I spoke about with my, um, my relationship, my past relationship. I'm not going to talk about that again because that's just, that's in the past now. I already spoke about that in another episode. But I started to go through things in life and things, you know, as all the issues started to come and transpire, like I personally was going through things and was, you know, I started to have miscarriages and with my personal uh, relationship issues happening, I was alone. And during this time, I wanted my mom so bad. You know, like, I'm missing one part, one puzzle piece in my life. And that puzzle piece is my mom. And my mom knew, like, about my miscarriages. And she wasn't there. She didn't check up on me like she should have. Now, granted, I wasn't checking up on her either, but I was going through my own life situations and she knew what was going on. Like she's been through situations like this that I have so she could kind of guide me through it or just be there for me to talk to and cry and, you know, everything else. But she wasn't. And this was kind of the reason why I also like kept everything to myself about the personal situation that I was going through in the separation because I didn't want anybody to judge me and I already didn't have many people. So I felt like I really wouldn't have had anybody else to come through with the situation. And I'm like already in a zone, in a dark zone of like, okay, so my dad abandoned me. Not really because my mom actually put that, in order, like, you know, supported that. Then my mom abandoned me. And then my stepdad abandoned me. And then now my partner, who was supposed to be my fiance, somebody I'm supposed to be marrying, my son's father, 
abandoned me. Um, and it's just like, in my head, I'm like, why does this always have to be me? Like, why, what, what am I doing? What am I doing that everybody is just leaving me and I have to be alone all the time? What did I do? You know, like, I feel like I'm a good person. So, yeah. I just pull it together and I get my stuff together to move. I have a whole plan in order. Once I have the plan, I'm like, yo, you guys, this is what's happening. You want to help me move? <laughs> you want to you wanna get me uh, in my new place and we'll, we'll talk about the situation and how it's happening and what happened. Like, let's do it. My dad helped me move. My stepdad came and he helped me move you know, put a, a couple of things together. Um, and I was here, you know, my mom knew where I was moving into. It was like a country from my old childhood house. But never did I get a, are you okay? Are you good? Do you need anything? Do you need me to come and help you clean? Do you need me to come and cook you a meal? Do you need me to come and do everything? Mind you, I'm doing this with a toddler. This is the first time I, I'm out on my own with a kid as an adult i didn't i didn't have anyone asking me if i needed anything but i never mentioned or said that i needed anything because i know how to fend for myself right like i, I always been that person i always fend for myself i i know how it is to to handle things and I just remember so many times that I had breakdowns and mental like literally rolled up in a ball in my bed not knowing what to do I'm crying I'm I'm having these crazy emotional attacks I was feeling lost I was feeling broken I was feeling hurt I was feeling empty and I'm just I remember calling my mom I called my sister who was with my mom and I'm crying like I'm hyperventilating I can't even breathe and I'm like I have no idea what to do with my life right now like I'm have no idea what to do with my mental like I know I'm good like I know I'm okay and I know like I got this but I don't got this like I don't know what to do and I was still so ashamed of everything and so confused and hurt and lost. So my mom's like, oh, mama, don't cry. Everything's going to be okay. Like, and that was it. No call, no checkup, no nothing. Like, yo, come on, man. Like, what the heck? Fast forward some time. I, I, I'm okay. I become okay. I know I'm okay. I know I'm good. I know I pulled through this. I know God got me. God pulled me through a lot of things in life. I just, you know, had to keep faith and pull forward and move through. Like, yo, you got this, girl. Like, you got this. He's going to guide you to the right path. And he's going to be, he's going to, he's going to have you. So, um... I got better. I got better in a sense of 
individual, individuality, and being a woman. Everything seemed to be so perfectly fine. I'm growing, everything is flourishing, and I'm still missing that puzzle piece. So my mom actually was having a, um, a surgery, a, a really big surgery, like a spinal surgery. She's like, hey, I need you. Well, well, of course, I'm ready and I'm up and I'm open and I'm thirsty for that opportunity to have my mom in my life as, you know, my mom. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to help you. I'm going to take you to your surgery. I'm going to stay there with my sister. I'll visit. I'll keep visiting you. I'll keep visiting you at the, the rehab. I will bring you back home from the rehab. Like, I'll do what I need to do. I'll bring you some stuff if you need it. But like, you know, I was kind of keeping my boundaries too because I'm like, man, my mom needs something. So she calls me so she knows that I'm responsible and she knows that I'm a good woman, but she doesn't want me any other time. That sucks, you know? But I'm so thirsty again. <laughs> I'm so thirsty that I run to it. So I'm a end this episode with this really last uh this really last little note so my mom made it through rehab with her firmer surgery everything was good she's you know hanging out with my sister my son loves our my family i really 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 felt through that time of my mom's surgery that we were like bonding and everything was gonna be cool again so i'm like hey i want to cook dinner like I was craving sopa. I wanted soup. I wanted some seafood. I'm like, yo, I want to cook Spanish soup. I want this big old meal. I cook, love my love language, cooking, giving food. I'm like, I want to cook for my mom. I want to cook for my mom. I want to cook for my baby. I want to cook for my sister I want to cook for you guys to let you know and to show you that I love you and to show you that I really care and I want to mend this and I want to move forward and have a bond and do family stuff again so I went to the store I spent all this money um didn't hear from anybody I know my mom had an appointment and I knew who she was going to be with. So I'm texting them. I'm like, hey, you know, what's up? Is everything good? I get no response. I get no response for a couple hours. I'm like, hey, you know, are you guys okay? Like, are you guys good? Are you guys coming? At this point, I'm getting hungry. My son's getting hungry. It's been hours. My son's like, oh, where are they at? Where are they at? I'm like, oh, still waiting on them. I think it's like nine o'clock at this point. And um, my son's like, mommy, where's grandma? Where's grandma and Didi? They don't, they, they don't love me no more. They live too far away. Why are they taking so long to come? And to not break my son's heart, I'm just like, baby, they're busy. Baby, they're on their way, you know? They're they're going to be coming. 
I'm not really sure. Let me keep, let me call them. And to not get a response from my family until it's late as hell and say, oh, we never confirmed. <laughs> we never confirmed. Or, oh, I didn't have service. Oh, my phone died. And there's like multiple people around. It just kind of really pissed me off that I went and I had plans to to be there and to spend time and to, to have all of this and then it be shattered into pieces. And not only that, my son's heart was broke because he was looking forward to it. Mind you, we went grocery shopping, we prepared, we cooked, we ate, we're waiting, we were gonna watch a movie, like everything. And to see my son's heart broke was kind of like my last straw of you fucked with me and you're, you, you, you've abandoned me. And in my eyes, in my eyes, You've made all these decisions and chose all these other people over me. And now you've also hurt my son. You got one time. And this and this is for the world. You got one time to truly hurt. Truly hit my heart and hurt my son. As do they live that far? Do they not love me anymore? Oh my God. Never thought I would ever hear that coming out of my son. Never thought I would hear that coming out of my son. It drew the line to me. Uh, I, I'm like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Um, I'm finished. And it kind of made me really cold. Uh, like I said, I keep saying my heart got cold. My heart got cold. I just kind of was fed up with everything. I'm like, yo, you're really pushing me to the side for everyone else. Like everyone has always done. And um, this is it. So I'm going to end this episode because I'm, I'm starting to ramble on. And not only that, it's coming to our, our time. I am going to put another um, episode. It's going to be sh- really short, just kind of ending it. It's kind of like going into these last couple years of my life and in the traumas and the struggles that I am doing. But I don't want to just talk about my traumas. Like I do want to mention all the good times that I've had with all of my siblings um, both of my dads, you know, the, the people that were around for me, the, the, my bonus mom, you know, my aunt, my grandmother, like, I love you guys to death. And I, if you're listening to this, I want you to know, like, every single thing you've done, every memory, all of that is there. This episode is just to kind of talk about stuff that has honestly hurt me and it's no offense to anybody even to mom you mom i love you to death this is no offense to you either but i i feel like this is my way of getting it out and kind of helping people to say hey you know these little things that you've gone through these are are things that that make an effect whether it's big or little it's making an effect on you or has made an effect on you and come to further explain in my next episode 
how it still affects me even more as an adult, like growing up and in the dating scene and even with friends. So kind of just gave you an outline for my next um, episode. I'm going to finish up the last, you know, skim skim through the last uh, three years of, you know, how things are going with that situation and people around me, um, how things have mended together, positive vibes about them mending together. And then, you know, just, hey, you know, this is affecting me this way as an adult and da 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 da. So I appreciate you guys for listening in. And I kind of really did get emotional, but I think it's needed. <laughs> and I think I did this the last episode too. But, you know, we we all need this safe spot. And I feel like this is my safe spot. And you guys are are wonderful. You guys are great listeners. Nadia is wonderful for having me on here. I really love you, Nadia. I appreciate you. Um, I hope that anyone else that's going through a situation with abandonment or feeling abandoned or going through family problems that you're not alone. And if you ever are wanting to have somebody to talk to, I'm here a hundred percent. I'm here. My Instagram is Sita underscore bad, C-I-T-A underscore B-A-B-D. My name is Steph. You can find me on Facebook, Steph Baron and Duhar. Like I'm here. You guys are never alone. And I hope to continue on this story, but in the next episode, hype it up a little bit and, and, and show you guys how, how I am and that these traumas don't break you. Um, love you all. Again, stay safe. Keep your head up at all times. You are all beautiful, men and women. You're all amazing. And I hope you listen in next week. <laughs> Bye, everyone.